Hello everyone, welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum, where you will hear about car news, car culture, and car talks. Here's your host, Cody Wagner. Hello everyone, we're back for another podcast. It is December, that is right, nearing the end of the year. It's 12-4, the time of recording this. I don't know if that's the time that it will be posted on. But anyway, yeah, it's December, and surprisingly in Colorado, we haven't gotten any snow yet. Mostly because we got that in November, somehow. So whether we'll get the disappointing lack of snow we got in, I, I think it was 2014, was it? Yeah, because there was basically no snow. But whether we'll get something close to that uh, is yet to be seen. But anyway, let's get straight into it. One off for our SP275 RW Competizione revealed at Daytona. Yeah, it's one of it's one of Ferrari's one-off things where they take the body, or sorry, take the chassis of like an F12, then have the customer design their own body. And you know what? This one actually looks really good, as does the one behind it that you can't actually see because the one I'm looking at is blocking it. Kind of a shame, to be honest. Ford recalls 680,000 fusions in Lincoln MKZs over seatbelt pretensioners. Ford to, Ford to start testing autonomous vehicles in Europe in 2017. Mercedes-Benz will roll out an EQ model each year. Lamborghini's new carbon fiber speaker costs more than your car. You want to know what it costs? You know what? Have a guess. Guess. Nope. 24 grand. Four set of speakers. Forza Horizon 3 getting wintry blizzard mountain update. Which, it's it's basically as the title implies, they're getting a, a snow with a mountain update. It's actually pretty cool. Huge demand... For V8 Ferraris pushes waiting list back to 2018. Audi A3 turns 20 years old, celebrates three generations. The second one being what I assume to be the oldest of the lot. Face with the Volkswagen Golf starts from 17,850 insert Germany currency here in, in Germany. And no, I do not know how much that is in, uh, in dollars. Nissan says autonomous vehicles will contribute 18 trillion to Euro economy. I don't know. I mean, maybe like through Uber or taxis or I I don't... That are them pumping money into developing it. I just... How it'll do it, I have no idea. World's highest mileage Lamborghini Mercy Largo targeting 300,000 miles. Volkswagen of America sales increased by 24.2% in November. BMW confident next M5 will give Mercedes E63 AMG a run for its money. BMW X2 coming in late 2017, and developed variant could lead the pack. 2017 Mercedes E-Class Coupe looks predictably elegant in latest spy shots. And you know what? I don't think it looks elegant. I just... It's... It's cool, but it's just bland to me. It's not really there for me. FCA employees accidentally put Hemi badges on V6 Ram 1500. Now, I know I've said, you know, how hard is it to... And this definitely qualifies, you know, how hard is it to look in the engine bay and see... But that's still funny as a mess. I, I, maybe he felt he felt bad for the owners not getting the V8. Like, here, here, you, you do have a V8, but you don't have a V8. However, you kind of do have it. No, you don't. 2017 Toyota Verso and... Uh, A-U-R-I-S. It, it, it's something. Toyota Verso and insert name here that actually makes sense. Add more equipment in the UK. Nikola One Hydrogen Electric Semi Truck unveiled with 1,000 horsepower and up to 1,200 miles of range. Experts predict record November US sales. 
SUVs and trucks are buyers' favorites because, you know, gas is at an all-time low. Anyway, like, I didn't know that. Also, let's just read about this SCA employee mishap. Because I'm pretty sure somewhere they were doing a recall. I might have to go to a different site for that. A number of 2017 Ram 1500 trucks will have to be returned to the dealerships after company employees accidentally put Hemi badges on them. Beneath the skin... Entry-level petrol 2017 Ram 1500 models are installed with a 3.6-liter Pentastar V6. However, Automotive News reports that a number of examples were fitted with the Hemi badges on the front wheel arches, indicating that the models had more had the more powerful 5.7-liter Hemi V8. Fortunately for Fiat Chrysler, the rather embarrassing mix-up will, will be easier to resolve. The Hemi badges will simply be removed by service technicians. In all likelihood, we suspect that some owners won't be too upset with the issue and may choose to keep the badges, and we wouldn't blame them. Pretending to have a V8 can be fun, until you meet a real V8 Ram at the light, at the at the traffic lights, that is. And so that, honestly, that's actually a pretty funny mistake. Anyway, Hyundai USA at Accent Value Edition to range, priced at $16,450. Probably not as much value as you would think. Nico Rosberg shocks F1 World, announces retirement effective immediately yeah you heard me right basically he won the world driver's championship thing and now he's decided to quit at the top of his game it's he's done one of those things where they say you know stop while you're ahead i mean that's just exactly what he's done reports suggest speed bumps removal and variable speed limits could cut pollution mopar announces belong belongna show presence with wide range of bespoke parts ford might expand the fiesta's Fiesta's active trim to other models as well. Oh, wait. Okay, long story short, there's a new Fiesta out, and I kind of read that news before I actually should have, because we haven't, we haven't covered that yet. It's fine, we'll get there anyway. Opal introduces its Christmas Accessories Collection, which probably is probably one of those things where it's a little car on a little hook where you can put it on a tree that you could probably get on Amazon for less with you know because people do that all the time with hot wheels audi celebrates 1 million cars and 30 million engines made in hungary jeff gordon coming out of retirement to race cadillac prototype could Peugeot return to endurance racing and fill audi's void possibly though you know i don't know i don't know how that would look wm motors photoshopped its electric suv over a mitsubishi outlander long story short earlier this week wm motors a chinese company Designed a actually really really good looking uh, SUV in a wider range of cars. Sadly, they were all photoshopped. They just photoshopped their body onto the Mitsubishi, and and some of the details you can tell probably were just not even. It wasn't even that they slapped the body on top of the Outlander. More so that they messed around with some of the design traits of the Outlander just to make it look better. What a shame. BMW says that more M-branded SUVs are on the way. Mercedes set to secure luxury sales crowd in the U.S. New Ford Fiesta might not come to the USA, which is a load of mess. Because it's a new Fiesta, and well, we need a new Fiesta, because the Fiesta's been around since about 2010, maybe even 2009, and I just said Fiesta a lot of times in that one sentence. What a mouthful. BR Performance boosts Alfa Romeo Giulia 2.2 JT DM engine to 232 horsepower. Even though I'm pretty sure it had that from the factory anyway. BMW commences production of new 7 Series in Indonesia. Interestingly. Toyota teases 2018 Camry. Says, prepare to stare. I'm prepared to weep to see how ugly it might be. Though to be fair, the C-pillar actually looks a lot like the Alfa Romeo Giulia. So, 
I'm very, very curious as to what they've done, but I'm, I'm definitely not going to stare at that thing. Prepare to stare should be changed to prepare to cry and, well, no, maybe just prepare to be bored because that's what all Camrys are. Appliance on wheels! Ah ha ha, ah ha, ah ha, yeah. <laughs> 2018 Porsche Cayenne prototypes are playing in the snow and still look about as ugly as ever. Ford and GM to aim pickups at upmarket buyers in China, interestingly. It'll be another year before Ford rolls out a new Fiesta ST because, you know, we got a new Fiesta. Hyundai's new i20 WRC car is ready for the 2017 championship. Lamborghini reveals winning sculptures to be built in insert place here. Ultra rare Aston Martin Lagonda Series 4 selling for 94,000... Sorry, 95,000 something. BBR launches Super 175 tuning package for 05 to 15 miles at MX-5. China slaps 10% tax on expensive cars to encourage more eco-friendly purchases. Yeah, that is not going to happen. Kia teases its GT Sports sedan testing at the Nürburgring. General Motors may lose 9000 for every bolt sold. Rolls-Royce reveals first photos of the Project Cullinan SUV. But those just spy shots, so... Eh. Mercedes G-Class production hits 20,000 units in one year for the first time. Ford will pay $62 million to Brazilian state due to 1999 factory cancellation. Hyundai, sorry, Honda and Hyundai developing both hydrogen and all-electric vehicles. JLR confirms new Land Rover Discovery will also be assembled in Slovakia. Original lightweight Jaguar E-Type could top 8 million, you know, insert your currency here, at auction. Anyway, I will see you after a word from our sponsors. We've all seen them. Those self-centered drivers who think their cars are more important than everyone else's. They take up two or more parking spaces. Now you can let them know how you really feel with sarcastic parking cars. Go to www.howireallyfeelcars.com. You'll receive 12 different cards expressing what you think about their parking. These cards come in their own carrying case. Once again, go to www.howireallyfeelcars.com and get your cards today. Hello, and we are back. Hyundai details facelifted i10 for the UK and is priced under £10,000, which, which means you might be getting, I don't know, 14000 12000 for a like a smart 4.2 sized car. Not bad. Not too bad at all. FIA confirms 2017 Formula 1 calendar. German GP has been dropped. BMW unveils its latest art car and is based around the M6 GTLM. Tesla given the go-ahead to build dealership in Virginia. McLaren F1-inspired three-seater Porsche 911 for sa- Wait, three-seater? No, 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 no. What they really mean is that the seat's in the middle, because I'm pretty sure there's no seat on the right side of that 911. Lucid Motors announces plan to build $700 million factory in Arizona. Audi Sport GmbH relaunches with eight new models on deck. Mercedes best customers get first dibs on US bound Maybach Cabriolet. 2017 Chrysler Pacifica hybrid consumption rated at 84 MPGE by the EPA. Boxing legend Henry Cooper's Ferrari 365 GT hits the auction block. Audi and Lego team up for special installation at at Design Miami. Toyota details the CHR's new TNGA modular platform. Ford Mustang transformed into German police car at Essen. 2016 Ford GT and GT40 race cars get immortalized in Lego. 
Singapore Grey BMW 750 Li with M Performance Goods and Unique 3D Design Front Spoiler. Yeah, quite a mouthful. Audi Q2, Hyundai Ionic, and Ford Edge score five stars at Euro NCAP, which is like the which is like the IAHS and the AH and the NHTSA, but for Europe. Reynolds updated so poses in 154 new images. Acura says 2017 RLX Sport Hybrid SH all-wheel drive offers V8 might for four-cylinder thirst and is priced from $59,950. Judge delays court hearing for Volkswagen's three-liter diesel. 2017 Honda CRV priced in the U.S. from $24,925. DTM Champ gets a special BMW M4 company car. Jeep sends off the Wrangler JK with new special editions. Ford expects to make $1 billion profit in Europe and smash their 2015 figure. New Volvo V90 reporting for police duty in Sweden. Nissan teams up with AS Roma to promote zero emissions mobility. Europe's largest car collection raises 55 million euros, I guess it is. Want to buy a hybrid Ferrari F1 racer? Yeah, too bad. Apparently, used F1 cars, you know, when, you know, private sellers and stuff like that. Yeah, you're not going to be able to get current F1 cars, even as a private seller. You know why? Well, apparently what they say is that the cars right now are so advanced that no one would really be able to operate on them other than the racers themselves. Meaning that no one's skilled enough to actually own one properly, well, and drive one properly. That's what they're saying. Insiders suggest Faraday Futures' first model could face further delays. Sounds like they got Tesla-itis. Base Alfa Romeo Stelio hits the streets in Italian style. Even though it's just a spot shot. 2017 Dodge Viper ordering to reopen soon. European Ford Mustangs get two distinctive special editions. Oh, right, Ford Recall. <laughs> Duh. Right, we're getting out to the Ford Recall now. Automakers are installing an increasing array of passive and active safety features in their cars, but the most essential of them are still the seatbelts. If those aren't working, there's little point in all the rest. And they're not working on certain examples of the Ford Fusion and the luxuried up counterpart, the Lincoln MKZ, so Ford's recalling over 680,000 of them. According to the manufacturer, the problem comes down to the seatbelt anchor pretensioner, which is supposed to tighten the seatbelt in the event of a crash. Instead, the, pre- the pretensioner may allow the cable to separate under the inc- increased temperatures generated during deployment of the seatbelt anchor pretensioner. The long and short of it is that the seatbelts may not keep the occupants in place in a crash, which is their number one job. That's happened at at least that's happened at least in two accidents, resulting in two injuries. Thus, Dearborn has issued a recall of 680,872 examples of the 2013 and 2016 Ford Fusion and 2013-2015 Lincoln MKZ in the United States, Canada, Mexico, and various U.S. federalized territories. The vast majority of those 602,739 units are located in the U.S. Said vehicles will have to be brought into dealers to have a special coating applied to the seatbelt pretensioners. Together with this recall, Ford has announced another 2017 Fusion. This one affects a much smaller number of 27 vehicles, which will need to have the left rear second row seatback frames replaced due to improperly welded pivot pins. Ford adds more appeal to transit with custom color and sport additions. TechArt brings 720 Magnum Sport to SM Motor Show. It's basically an insanely hopped-up Porsche Cayenne. Mercedes-AMG Boss Image GTR Roadster is under discussion. I was about to say consideration. Well, I guess that's the same thing. Ferrari to auction last LaFerrari N- NO500 this weekend for charity. 
McLaren 570S gets more focus with 16,500 track pack option. Mercedes-Benz invites visitors at Zhangniao Museum to drive Unimog off-road. You may not know this about me, but I actually love the Mercedes Unimog. Volvo set to lead the way for autonomous vehicle interiors. I, honestly, I wonder if Volvo would beat them to the punch. First Honda Clarity FCVs touch European soil. BMW, Daimler, Audi, Porsche, and Ford shake hands to build EV charging sta- stations network. 2017 Jeep Ranker recalled over possible fuel leak. Let's get right into, well, the recall. Fiat Chrysler Automobiles, or FCA, has issued a new safety recall on certain 2017 model year Jeep Wranglers. The action covers just 359 examples across the United States, which may have a fuel tank that has a cracked or broken control valve, resulting in either overfilling it, allowing debris to infiltrate, or posing a fuel leak risk in the event of a crash, increasing the risk of a fire. The affected vehicles were, infa- were manufactured between November 1st and November 3rd, 2016. They shall be inspected by the brand's dealers, who are responsible for replacing the fuel tank and pump free of charge after owners schedule an appointment subsequently to Chrysler notifying them. As for the recall, this is expected to begin January 2nd, 2017, but in the meantime, cross- customers can contact the automaker at 1-800-853-1403. Once again, that's 1-800-853-1403 or the NHTSA's Vehicle Safety Hotline at one 888 327-4236. Again, that's 1-888-327-4236 for any questions they might have on the topic. Mazanti Avantra adds the 771 suffix and as many horses. So it's 771 horsepower hypercar, supercar thingy? Cool. South Korea could ban certain BMW, Porsche, and Nissan cars, apparently. 2018 Chevrolet Corvette ZR1 coming with Wild Arrow Kit. And up to 750 horsepower. Though, I'm going to be brutally honest, it is not as wild as the ACR's arrow kit. Dacia Chief on bringing the Renault Quid to Europe. Never say never, even though you just said never. Bentley Mulliner crafted this bespoke Mulsanne speed for watch customizer. Felipe Massa gets to keep his Williams FW38 as a parting gift. One UK dealer has two Aston Martin Vantage GT12s for sale. 2017 Mazda CX-5 brings, sorry, begins production in Japan. 1925 Bugatti Type 35 Grand Prix Racer, mouthful, headlines Gooding Scottsdale Auction. France could ban sales of select VW and Renault diesels. General Motors details sem- semi-autonomous system in government letter. In apparent, just, you know, yeah. Kia's new rear-wheel drive sports sedan emerges in prototype form as K8. And you know, it looks like a... The midsection, well, mid to rear looks a lot like an Optima. Okay, with maybe a slightly more fastback roofline. The, but the front end does look a lot more sports sedan in the sense that it's a lot longer, it's a bit lower, and it looks a bit meaner. But overall, it just looks like an insanely sporty Optima. And you know what? That's a good thing. BMW investing over $500 million in startups to push automotive tech. Porsche on track for record U.S. sales expects 2017 to be even better. BMW reportedly readying i3S electric hot hatch. Subaru, Toyota, and Mazda increasing EV development. Porsche estimates Vision E annual production to reach 20,000 units. When when they will ever start is beyond me. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this bit of the podcast, and I will see you all after a word from our sponsors. We've all seen them. 
Those self-centered drivers who think their cars are more important than everyone else's. They take up two or more parking spaces. Now you can let them know how you really feel with sarcastic parking cars. Go to www.howireallyfeelcars.com. You'll receive 12 different cards expressing what you think about their parking. These cards come in their own carrying case. Once again, go to www.howireallyfeelcars.com and get your cards today. Hello, and we are back for our last round. Apparently, Apple Letter offers a clue to its self-driving car plans. A letter to the NHTSA, or National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, shows its interest in testing autonomous cars technology. Apple sent a letter to the NHTSA acknowledging that it is excited about automation in numerous fields, including transportation. Now, that's actually... You know what? You know what? Let's talk about that. Because, one, I've run out of news. And two, that is really cryptic because they, the last bit is saying including transportation. All we've talked about, for the most part in 2016, are autonomous cars. And I'm not saying on the podcast, but I mean the automotive industry as a whole has been really focused on, well, hybrids, electric, electric cars, and autonomous vehicles. But anyway, so for them to say including transportation means they're working on something else that'll be automated. And I think, you know, we need to discuss that and try and figure out what that is because I don't I don't quite get what else they could make that might be automate, that automated. So let's read the article and see what's up. Apple's hopes of developing, yeah, have been a poorly kept secret for a while now. Sorry, for a while. And now it's coming clean. The company sent a letter to the U.S. National Highway Tractor Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, acknowledging that the company is excited about automation in numerous fields, including tam- transportation. It wants to test self-driving car tech, and it's hoping to address both ethical and regulatory issues. It believes the industry should share crash and near-crash data to improve safety, for example, but this should not come at a cost of privacy. Crucially, Apple also believes that incumbent automakers might have an unfair edge. It wants newcomers to have the same the same opportunity to test self-driving vehicles that more established companies do, without having to chase after regulatory exemptions like it would today. In a statement to the Financial Times, Apple confirmed the letter's core message. The firm wrote to the NHTSA because it's investing heavily in machine learning and autonomous systems, and it wants to help shape the best practices for self-driving cars. Anyway, it's not confirming what it's making, however, including reports that it scaled back its automotive plans to focus on an underlying tech platform instead of building vehicles, there is no longer any doubt that Apple is interested in driverless cars. But there's also no guarantee that its technology will reach production cars in the first place, let alone that you'll see something Apple-branded on the road. I just don't get what it means by including transportation because, you know, you have automated production lines for various things. But what other automated things are they talking about? Because it can't be, you know, the widespread stuff we have today. It can't be the normal stuff we have today. Sorry, we have today because, well, that'd be too easy and, frankly, pointless because we already have it. So it's got to it's gotta be something else that hasn't been automated because tra- transportation, that would include trucks. And for the most part, we already have trucks. Well, actually, yeah, we do already have trucks. What other automated things could they do? I mean, we already have automated doors. 
we have buses that kneel down, but that's not really automated. I mean, maybe they'll do automated bus, but buses, but that, again, is transportation. Automated transportation, that just means a wide array of things. We already have, we already have automated production facilities, automated production units, stuff like that. Hmm. You can't really do automated pizza pizza making, can you? You can't really... It's not to say that you couldn't make a computer make food, but the extent of how good that food would be is... Yeah, that really is the issue. But aside from that, what is it that they're planning to make automated other than the cars? Because, I mean, I would assume that auto that making autonomous cars was their first priority, but saying that, you know... Including transportation means that there's got to be something else, maybe having a higher priority than than the driving cars. I'm gonna say farm work, but like you know, like mowing down crop or something with a John Deere tractor. Maybe that's not necessarily tra well. I I don't really know if that's transportation, but even then, the tractors, modern day tractors, have a lot of technology to help them, you know, stay on track and very technologically advanced tractors. Hmm. I really don't know what Apple is going for here. Whatever it is, we'll have to see what they've come up with. Hopefully hopefully it's not like something that Google will instantly copy or Amazon will instantly copy or anyone will instantly copy. Though I guess that's type of hypocritical because Apple's instantly copying everyone else who's trying to do autonomous. They're just copying whatever the people are doing and hoping they can do it better. Yeah, it sounds like we just got... This whole autonomous thing just sounds like a bunch of copying copycats. Jeep sets its world record a month early this year, and also, uh, the, the Chrysler 200's dead. They stopped production this month, well, I think it was November, but anyway. No! I'm trying to do that, that Darth Vader thing that he does when, what was it, Luke Skywalker dies? Is that it? Did, I can't, no, 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 it's when he's becoming, it's when, uh, Anakin Skywalker becomes Darth Vader. No! But, yeah. Also, you know I'm desperate for news when there isn't any, but I'm going to read it. The, the top 20 worst co concert cars of the last decade, I believe it's... No, of the past 20 years. Uh, is it? I actually looked at this article a day ago, and I'm not quite sure it's 20 years. Well, actually, no, it might be, and it might just be me. Okay, time to start the list. Pontiac Ragius? Is that his name? Radius. Also, I'm pretty sure... Oh, huh. I guess it is 20 years. Odd. Anyway, the Pontiac Radius is one of them. And you know what? The front end isn't actually too bad, as is the... You know what? The rest of it isn't actually all that bad. But I, th I think if it was less dramatic and maybe smoothed out in a few areas, it would be pretty cool. This grab bag of Pontiac design, clinches, cliches might have been more fittingly called the insert the word here, built on a fiber trans-am chassis and powered by a 5.7 liter V8 that isn't a Hemi, it featured a glass upper hatch hatchback and a drop-down lower tailgate. Then we have the Buick Signia, 1998 Detroit. Now, you know, this one I do agree with, because the back end is like that Buick Rendezvous, that, that uh, rebadged Pontiac Aztec, that terrible, terrible car. So the back's like that. The rest of it's kind of cool. I saw the front end. It's... Eesh. But the back is probably the worst bit by far. But you know, it's... The back isn't great. They could change it. But if they did maybe change the front end a little bit, it would actually be a little bit cool. 
Buick Silo. Wow. Who knows about the Fiat 500 Cabriolet, where the, we'll say, roof in air quotations comes down. Okay, the, the sides don't, but the roof does. Okay, well, it looks like Buick did a very similar thing back in 1999, apparently, where... Oh, wait. They didn't know. They don't mean 20 years. They mean 20 cars. My bad. Anyway. Oh, wait, no. They did mean of the past 20 years. My bad. I'm getting sidetracked. Anyway, it, it has pop-up headlights, a semi-Aston Martin-esque grille. It looks pretty long. But... The front and the rear isn't so ugly, but the roof, where the window is and everything else... Ugh. It, it copied, well, no, predated the Fiat 500 Cabriolet in terms of roof design, but I think the Fiat does it better. Cause that It's not terrible, but they need to fix a few things. Then you had the Pontiac Aztec in 1999 Detroit. Now we know where it gets its hideous looks from, but it's, it's bad because the concept actually looks worse than the production car. I mean, the rims are sort of... Uh, Viper-esque in the sense of, you know, like a sort of three-spoke-ish design. Everything else, though, my gosh. Terrible. Then the Hyundai Fuyajo, I think that's how you say it, 1999 Tokyo. And it's quite literally a box on wheels. And I, I kid you not, it is genuinely a box on wheels with about two garden seats in the in the interior. Oof. Mercedes-Benz Vision SLA 2000 Detroit, and again, I have to agree with Road and Track here as that the front, because you can see the shock towers, and you know what? I don't mind that. You can sort of see them on BAC monos, and well, they don't have shock towers per se, but you get the idea, and Ariel Adams and whatever, but it does the another thing it does, is it does that Camaro, what was it, the Fortune, the catfish-looking Camaro with the wind... With the side mirrors where it follows from the fender to the to the uh, pillars, the front pillars that hold the window, and I hate that kind of design for window or side windows or whatever because that just looks terrible. Then you get to the hood, and it, you know anyone who knows what the McLaren SLR looks like, the one in the early two thousands. Yeah, the Vision SLA has that same sort of slothy nose front end thing. It. And then it also has mesh grills, but that's not that's not the worst bit. That front end is by far the... It, it's like I couldn't figure out what it wanted to be. It wanted to either be a really, really, really lightweight Lotus rival or a regular Cabriolet. And what you get is the result of someone who couldn't make up their mind. Pretty bad. Then you get the BMW X, X Coupe, apparently, in 2001 Detroit. A lot of, I'm seeing a lot of Detroit here. And apparently, it's, it's like... Imagine a BMW Z4... But put in a BMW X5 chassis, and you and you sort of get that result. It's the design. It probably looks much worse than real real person, as the proportions are probably way worse. But it just looks like a really high riding coupe, and that's honestly that's what's really wrong with it. I mean, other than a few non BMW like design choices, like the headlights aren't very. In terms of in terms of the headlight design and sort of you know the bulbs and the LEDs and whatever. Yes, the housing, no. But anyway, um, like I said, it's not bad. It just looks like a really high-riding Z3, Z4 thing. It doesn't, it doesn't really work. Then surprisingly, we got the Dodge Super 8 Hemi from 2001 Detroit. Now, I always actually quite like this concept. I don't really like the crosshair, how the the way they did the crosshair grill 
it it sort of looks like they chucked it on there when they realized that they forgot to put a crosshair grill on, but otherwise I kind of like it. It sort of predates the Magnum in a way with the headlights because it doesn't predate the Charger because the Charger got different headlights. But I actually really like the design of it, and I'm surprised that it's on here. Then we got the Honda Unibox from 2001 to- Tokyo, which, again, is a literal box on wheel. But it's worse because this time it's a clear box on wheel, so you can see wheels, generator. You can see pretty much everything in the car, and you have absolutely no privacy. I mean, to be fair, absolutely no blind spots. So, hey, that's a silver lining, but it's tragic. Just tragic. Then you have the Toyota Pod, which is just that. A pod. And it... Yeah, that looks about... That looks just as bad as the other one. I mean, it's not square, but they did not pull off those pod proportions. Then you have the Chevrolet Bel Air from 2002 Detroit. Again, I've seen a lot of Detroit here. And you know what? I didn't actually know Chevy did this concept. And upon seeing it here, I actually quite like it, but reading about it... Apparently, it got the chassis from a Trailblazer because that's the only rear-wheel drive. That was the only rear-wheel drive platform they had at the time. And apparently, this article says beyond the you know bow tie on the grill, it's hard to see anything here that invokes classic Chevys. But you know what? I actually quite like it. It's better than that Thunderbird remake they tried, that Ford tried to do back in '05. It's it's really not bad. However, saying that now. I now have to worry what it would look like in production specs. I'm not sure it would look as good. Then we have the Kia KCV2 from 2002 Paris. And I'm going to spare you the horror. Because this is... I know Kia were relatively sort of startup-y territory back in 02, But... My gosh. It's... Terrible. It's so terrible I can't speak. And we're 12 out of 20 right now. Oh no... I don't have enough time to tell you the rest of them, though you probably don't want to hear the rest of them, because the rest of them are just as terrible. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this podcast, I'll try not to run out of news next week. Right, I almost totally forgot, I forgot to tell you guys that through December 26th through January 2nd, Cody's Car Conundrum will be featured on the homepage of Podbean. You have just listened to Cody's Car Conundrum. Be sure to join us every Sunday. You can subscribe to Cody's YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash C slash Viper for Life ACR. Be sure to get Cody's books on Amazon at www.amazon.com slash Cody dash Wagner slash E slash capital B zero one nine capital K capital X seven two capital Z eight. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Be sure to follow Cody here so you don't miss any episodes. Bye until next time.